Welcome to another podcast episode. This one is a special one because I was able to have Max Kaiser come into Detroit for an event called the Max Kaiser Bitcoin Rage Tour. He wanted to come to Detroit, talk Bitcoin with a lot of his fans and supporters, and he reached out to me to do that. So I was honored to have him come in and show him around the city. And he had a great time. He and Stacy enjoyed this interview. It was a one-on-one uh, I was able to do at the Shinola Hotel with Max Kaiser. A lot of jewels that Max dropped in this one here. This was back in September of 2019, and I'll definitely be having him back in 2020. So enjoy it and make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Holla. Kaiser here. We just got done with the Detroit Bruce tour. Uh, that was that was pretty dope. No, We're Detroit here. Bruce is awesome, man. Bruce, this town, I didn't know that it was like a renaissance town. The whole yeah. thing is just like blown up huge. I mean, I, I knew about the Shinola story. Right. That this was a brand that had been resurrected or rebranded or something. And I knew that there was something going on. But this is incredible. This whole downtown is just completely transformed. Yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah, so we're in the Shinola Hotel right now. Uh, with uh, Max Kaiser and uh, again um, thank you for coming out we're going to be doing the Max Bitcoin Rage Tour tomorrow that's right yeah after this doing Detroit then I've got we got some people maybe in Cleveland in Cleveland and uh, Baltimore and Baltimore you know the top cities uh, of America yeah all with losing hockey teams <laughs> except for Detroit you know you had a Stanley Cup winner there for a while <laughs> right so tell us about your experience with Detroit Bruce like how did you like the tour um, well, it was like thoughts? anytime you do a tour, you know, you find little nooks and crannies that you were completely would have ignored. So, behind right. this hotel is the alleyway, right. and I wasn't aware of it. So, back there, they got all these different things built up, and um, they just done an amazing job here uh, keeping the old buildings. You right. know, that's just pointed out a few times. Correct. You know, you could have ripped them down and rebuilt, it would have been cheaper. Mm -hmm. But instead, they've kept all the old buildings intact and kind of done it in a very expensive way, mm -hmm. but it has kept the flavor, the integrity of the city is, is intact. And, um, you know, it's done, done an amazing thing. Now, interestingly enough, you know, we were talking to, to Bruce about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So one of my team members, who's been with me for over six years, he um, says, happy birthday, here's Bitcoin. Um, 300 shares. Is that what they call it? Shares, coins, whatever. And I'm like, thanks. And then he downloads the app. What's it called, Coinbase? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So and he's like, oh, and I look it up, and it's like, oh, three hundred dollar Bitcoin. That was a nice gift. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I don't care because I'm just like, it'd be a buy and hold thing anyways. Maybe my kids will like be millionaires from it one day. I don't know, but I will be. I will say I'm a proud owner of Bitcoin. Just don't lose your keys. Key. Oh. Yeah. We we got a long way to go. And in Detroit, it's just. You know, they pride themselves, it's got tech, it's got fiber, it's got Motor all these, Motor City. Motor yeah. City, we got the, these big companies coming in here and he didn't know anything about Bitcoin. Not really, really. No. And uh, He said he had $300 <laughs> worth that was now worth $30, which I don't think 
if he if he's gotten it maybe at the top, it could have been worth thirty. No, I think he's got three hundred coins. He's okay. probably sitting on millions and millions of coins. <laughs> he's like, geez, I don't know. I think I forgot the. Is there a key or something? I left it in my trash. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the. He's lost like you know one of these guys is helping us the right. hodlers because right. he lost all of his coins. Exactly. It's like, well, I don't know what Bitcoin is. Is there, yeah, you're sitting on fourteen million dollars worth. <laughs> Like, no way. Yeah, way, dude. So, um, you brought up some really key points that you, you thought was important for us to highlight after the tour about Detroit, the rebuilding of it, the actually even the bankruptcy aspect of it, and how we're really missing the point, many, many people here, that Wall Street is a problem. Wall Street was the the whole reason why we went through bankruptcy. They sold us uh, loans and, and bonds that we couldn't pay back, and they knew that you know that that couldn't be the case. So, kind of explain how you see Bitcoin cryptocurrencies really helping cities like Detroit uh, be revitalized. Right. So, so you know the whole story, the big pitch. You know, we saw a nice video. Yeah. They were trying to attract Amazon's. HQ2, they wanted to come here to Detroit, and everybody's talking about Detroit is brilliant future, it's right. on the cutting edge, and we design the future and be part of the future, and which is great, and, yeah. and, 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 and it, it's a good message, you know, but there is another part of the story, you know, Detroit's been deindustrialized. Yep. It got blown apart by, um, know what was done during certainly the Clinton administration by shipping all the jobs to China and all the yep. politics of it. Now I understand why you don't well, want to focus sound, on right? that. The Ross Perot sucking sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to focus on that because it's a downer. Like you know, yeah, you don't want yeah. to come off. But the fact is that th th those are the facts. So to re-enfranchise the community. That's where Bitcoin comes in because it's hard money, it's real money. Yep. It's a way that the black community can reestablish it itself economically, you know, yes. um, with hard money. I've been saying this since 2011, 2013. Yeah. I've been tweeting about it, said it on my show many times. You know, mm -hmm. I would say, I made uh, on 2013, I said on, my, on Kaiser Report, you know, black community should embrace Bitcoin and, you know, it could buy the white community essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but the point being that, you know, you you have this... Um, we can financial... at least buy back our community. Right. So, I mean, look what happened in New Orleans yeah. or in other communities around the country. Predatory, uh, predatory lending yep. that destroys communities. Um, and so this has got to end. This mm -hmm. has got to stop. Mm -hmm. And this is a great message for Bitcoin. And this is a great message for this town, is that this is hard money. This is hard money that grows, it's deflationary, it gives you individual sovereignty, and it's unconfiscatable. That's right. You know, that should resonate in the black community because, you know, like I say all the time, that the racism in America is not going away, no. it never went away, and it's as fucked up today as it has been, it's ever been. Uh, you know, you went from slavery to Jim Crow to the prison industrial complex. Mm -hmm. You know, it's and it's still a, it's still completely dividing the nation. So what do I? I'm I'm here in the city. I live here in, in the Metro Detroit area now. You um, born and raised in the city. What what do you suggest people like me that live here, that, you know, work downtown and in in the city and stuff? What do you suggest we do to really bring? Bitcoin cryptocurrency to 
more people who, who don't even know. I think it's like a gap, right? Because you have people that don't even know what money is or how the current financial system works. How do you get them from lack of any knowledge with the current monetary system to knowing about Bitcoin and, and appreciating what you've just said, the you know fungibility, the unconst, you know you can't confiscate it, all of that stuff. Like, how do we bridge that gap and, and get them intrigued with that, though? Yeah, it's it's an issue for sure, and um, it's a challenge, and um, it's um, a, a message that is, I think, important to get through. I think this this concept of unconfiscatability is a kind of an interesting concept sure. because unlike fiat money or even gold or silver or other forms of wealth like property mm -hmm. bitcoin is unconfiscatable yep you don't have to pay taxes on it no you do you have to pay you could you know that's well, not an issue taxes well, what I'm, what put I'm that aside is, for a second what i'm saying is taxes as in if i have a property you yeah. have to pay taxes on it every year. That's what property I'm tax. Yeah, right. property tax. You don't pay right. property tax on it. Right. Um, but you know the thing is that in you know the black community has a problem of getting their shit seized. Yeah. You know, seizure. Absolutely. It's like, we're gonna take your shit. Absolutely. Okay. Forfeiture. Right. Forfeiture. Yep. Um, you know, predatory lending. Mm -hmm. um, you know. So it, it, this is wealth that you can. If you want to, you could have it in you know what's called a mind wallet, sure. right? So you you you, you have that passphrase memorized, right? And you know that's it. You could have ten thousand, twenty thousand, hundred thousand, and no one can no one can touch it. Right. No one can can touch that money. And over three years, five years, four years, you know, it's going to appreciate. You know, okay, black community is aware that the banking system is messed up and sure. imploding. The country is on a moral, shaky moral ground. Like mm -hmm. the Jeffrey Epstein scandal shows that the, the elites of America right. are messed up. You yeah. know, they are horrible. They're, they're not a role model. They, they're nothing, they got nothing, <laughs> you know, anybody wants, right? So, so what do you think about uh, Andrew, uh, is it Yang? Andrew Yang. Yeah. Yeah, what I support think? Andrew Yang. I'm okay. Yang Yang. You Yang Gang. <laughs> I'm Yang Gang. I'm ready for Yang Gang. Yeah. All right. So you think he he he's the uh, the solution for many of the issues that we have, or do you think he's just gonna get in? Let's just say hypothetically he wins. Do you think he'll just succumb succumb to? Well, first of all, program? I think I, I picked you know Yang like six months ago, eight months ago, nine months ago. I said this guy I think is gonna be in the top. Two or three left standing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because he's so radically different than anybody else. And um, I, if he were in a debate with Trump, Trump would have a lot of trouble with this guy. Because mm. usually in debates, he's very good at goading people, baiting people, getting okay. them to get emotional. Okay. And Yang is a he's a technology level guy, he's very level-headed. Level yeah, he he's he's probably, you know, he's not an emotional person. He's no. not gonna be take the bait. And so that's going to be very frustrating for someone like, for Trump, who's like a bully mostly, Correct. and tries to get people to, to, to kind of, uh, he, as he calls it, I'm a counterpuncher. So mm -hmm. he, he draws you in with mm -hmm. his, with his uh, rhetoric, and then he, you know, hits you. Right. So I think in a debate situation, Yang would do very, very well. Um, his his policies, you know, what he's talking about, I think economically makes sense. You know, the the American economy as an enterprise generates a certain amount of revenue, a certain amount of um, 
pre-tax profit, post-tax profit. You know, we put money here, we put money there, we got a big defense budget. But there's no reason why the people of America shouldn't get a dividend from the enterprise of America. You know, I vote uh, I, I, as a shareholder of America, I should get my dividend. And he called, people call it user, universal basic income. I, yes. That's not really what I would call it. It's not really universal okay. basic income like here's your $1,000 check a month. It's like here's my dividend check. I get a dividend to my stocks. Uh, I, I, I buy stocks, I get dividends. I buy my shares of America when I pay my taxes. Yeah. And I want my dividend. You know, here's my dividend. I, and, I never thought of it as a dividend. Right, why not? Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, like Social Security should have been buying stocks for 40 years. Every right. single underwriting that ever happens on Wall Street, 1% should go on Social Security. So everyone in America has a share of Apple, has some right. of this, some of that. Everything just goes into my Social Security account. But and instead, I'm a stakeholder in America. I'm a, yeah. So that changes the psychology of Americans. So That's it's like, true. Instead of being like, well, I'm on the outside looking in, I'm, there's this 1%, I'm not part of the 1%. No, here's your Social Security account. Mm -hmm. And every month it just keeps going up and up. It could be like, well, it, you can't use it for education until you're 18. Mm. You know, you can use it to help buy a house when you're maybe, if you have, uh, if you, you know, expecting a child or something, right. like there's certain benchmarks. But that fund, like the Sovereign Wealth Fund in in um, Norway mm -hmm. is enormous, multi-trillion dollars. And mm -hmm. they just, because they happen to co-own the northern oil fields with the, yeah. with Britain. And the Qatar Sovereign Wealth Fund I was gonna say, is in the trillions. Yeah. Right? Why doesn't America have a Sovereign Wealth Fund? Right? Well, we're supposed to be because, the biggest economic power in the world. Well, is it because we're, we really aren't solvent? Is it because we could be, though. I mean, in other words, Yang's point of view is that let's approach it like, like, like this, like we're all stakeholders and we're trying to make money uh, for everybody. And here's your dividend. There's, there's no reason why the U.S. can't be solvent. There's no reason why the U.S. can't be competitive. There's no reason why capitalism can't work in America. Well, right now, you don't have trillions and trillions of un, uh, you know, debt. This, how can we become solvent? Right, it's it's getting worse every single day. Right, but um, you look at the budget, look down the budget items. You've got obvious places you can cut. You know, military, military budget, is, right? Or you know, my friend Carl, um, um, he's down there in Florida. Um, it's, the name is skipping me right now. He's been on my show more than anyone else. That any my guest uh, is uh, Carl um, Denninger. Yeah, Carl Denninger. Um, he points out that simply by reforming the healthcare system, that would boost GDP by 20%. Wow. Because the healthcare system, they're completely out of control. The healthcare industry, the insurers and the hospitals are gouging everybody. I mean, I can't believe the, the amount of money I have to pay every month. I know. And then the deductibles are insane. And that yeah. just goes to administrators. It doesn't go to healthcare. Right? And it's, it's overpriced by thousands of percentage points. So that right there would save you 20% GDP. So that's five, six trillion in savings right there. If you just wow. would, were to to reform healthcare so that it that it's what you find in other countries. Other countries spend what five percent of GDP in healthcare. America is getting close to twenty percent, which is and fifteen percent is complete um, over. It's just complete waste. It just goes to paying salaries to the executives and, and administrative costs, and it adds nothing to healthcare. And as a matter of fact, life expectancy is going down. Yeah, infant mortality is going up. Yeah. So, so the actual health of Americans are, is collapsing. Yeah. So you can't make the argument like, "Well, it's great because we have great health care." No, it's actually terrible health care, and it's too expensive. 
What are your thoughts about what we currently have going on with the uh, bonds? We've got the tens and twos. They've inverted. Yeah. Where do we go from here, man? We've got euro. They're going nerp. Uh, <laughs> where do we go? Where do we go from here? And how does how does uh, Bitcoin play into this? How, how can Bitcoin be a a safety net for all of these sovereign debts and, and, and issues and that we have around the globe? Well, interest rates are interesting because there's really two sides to the interest rate story, isn't there? There's the interest rates going down, mm -hmm. but bond prices, of course, go up. Yep. So if you look at bond prices over the past 40, 50 years, okay, they've never been this high. Right. How about over the past 300 years in America? Never, been, UK, this never been this high. Right. How about over the past 3,000 years? <laughs> have bond prices ever been this high? I never. Don't think so. Because you've never had a negative interest rates. So the bonds are in the biggest bubble that the world has ever seen in 5,000 years. That's what that, that's what, so it's not about negative interest rates, it's about bonds mm, yeah. trading at tulips. The, right. the real tulips are bonds. Not, not, not Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Not Bitcoin. Right. So the bond, the tulips are the bonds. Then the stock market, which has been feeding been off this up. cheap money, that's mm -hmm. another tulip. Property market in all these areas, that's yeah. another tulip. What's yeah. the, the only thing that's not a tulip is Bitcoin and gold. Certainly not gold. Gold's been cheap for 60 years now, and now it's starting to wake up. But those are the things that are not in a bubble. So the bond prices are in a historic bubble. They could get even to an even more outrageous bubble, but this is a bubble are we at the end? right to pop. Um, well, it's, you can never, it's almost impossible to call tops and bottoms in any market. Right. And um, I think that we, according to Michael Hudson, who's another guest on the Kaiser Report quite often, he thinks that negative interest rates can get down to negative 25%. <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. So you're telling me they're going to pay me 25% to hold debt. <laughs> that's that's the idea. So um, so this thing could go on for a, for a while. Well, I mean, it's it's I don't know, you know, if it could get to 25%. But, you know, it's 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 got some life left in it and it's 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 a default. It's another way to look at it. Yeah. And it's the banks are insolvent. I think what'll probably kill it is like Deutsche Bank. You know, that's been circling the drain for a couple of years. Mm. And I think that it just hit a new low this week. So Deutsche Bank is probably gonna go under and then they're gonna have to do a massive bailout. Then there'll be massive contagion. There'll be another Lehman Brothers. So there up. there isn't currently any real correlation or negative correlation with Bitcoin and the Wall Street yet. When you see that start well, it, to happen? Well, no, you know, Bitcoin has become a risk-off asset, okay, like gold. So it's a safe haven. Now, okay. I started saying that on Kaiser Report two years ago that it's a safe haven play, the risk-off play. But we've seen many times where Bitcoin has gone down with the stock market, right? Is it but just it, right, is but it's correlation, but, not causation. But it's still wildly volatile in its own right. 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 So it's the gold yeah. now. You look at gold and you say, okay, it's going up on days that market's going down. Mm -hmm. Or when when oil's going down, gold is going up. Usually, that's rare. It usually, usually only happens right during a economic financial duress. Right. So now you got gold going up, oil going down. Bitcoin, looking at the trend into where it's come from, from a dollar to ten thousand. Obviously, that's a huge spread of huge volatility, but 
I've noticed the last year or so that it's become more of a risk off safe haven asset. Okay. It doesn't mean like it's going to, uh, the correlation is going to be perfect. Right. You know, the market was wildly, um, you know, uh, down, it was down this week. Bitcoin was down. I think there was some huge Chinese I reported on that scandal today. Yeah. that they uh, were unwinding. Right, yeah, they were unwinding. What, uh, yeah. A, like that's, uh, that's two, a billion or two billion three, coins. Three, two okay, nine, so yeah. so that's obviously a huge order. On one hand, you say, "Oh, that sucks because the price is down." But on the other hand, if this were 2014 and it was Mt. Gox, the price would have gone up, dropped 80 percent, and would have taken four years to recover. Sure. Here, the price is down 10, 15 percent, 20 percent, and it's going to take a few weeks to recover. Yep. So that shows maturity in the sure. market. Shows it can take a, a huge sell order like that. Uh, and, and get by. You know, I have to say just stack sats every day. Don't try to pick tops or bottoms. Don't trade the market. It's too, it's too crazy. Um, you know, it's like trying to fly a kite in a wind tunnel. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just too much. It'll just rip your face off. You know, you're not gonna... <laughs> How many traders do you know now that are like professional day traders of crypto? I, you know, I don't know a single one that's, that's, that hasn't, you know, gone crazy like Craig Wright or <laughs> lost everything. You know, day trading, it's, it, it, it doesn't work. Right? You gotta just be buy and hodl, hodl, and that's the way to go. Last thing I wanna talk about is this whole Reggie Middleton thing is really big in, in my circle of viewership. Um, what's going on with that? What are your thoughts about him and the whole Very Gold and the SEC coming after him? would love to know your thoughts on that. Right, well, Reggie you used Middleton- used to have him on all the right. time. Frequent guest, and uh, you know, think about um, that coin is like it's been pivoted. I think at least twice. Yeah. It came, well, first it was UltraCoin, and right. it was first when I heard about it, it was UltraCoin. And when I first heard the story about UltraCoin, you know, I got I got to tell you, I was mystified. Mm-hmm. Like, what exactly <laughs> is this? What is right. it about? Like, yeah. Same really, here. Same here. So I mean, I was like, okay, you know, Reggie. I hear you, you know, you're an entrepreneur, and so I don't truly get it, but that doesn't mean, you know, I don't get a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> so then, but then when it pivoted to uh, Veritasium, mm-hmm. then then we're like, you know, I'm not so sure about this, because now not only don't I understand it, but um, now I don't understand it in a way that I don't feel comfortable even talking about it. <laughs> right. I don't understand it. Right? Because there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a new threshold right. for me at that point. <laughs> so I just like, okay, okay, I'll just walk away from this. Right. You know, I can't do it all. Yeah. So let, uh, then, then the transition to gold. Yeah. That was, like another pivot. And I'm oh like, man. this seems like a whole nother level of confusion and i've been saying on twitter for a few years now there's no such thing as a crypto backed gold it makes no, no it sense. makes no sense it's right. it's bad can, crypto can you, it's bad gold it's bad for both can you explain it's the worst of all of all can you explain to the audience why a crypto backed precious metal or precious metal backed crypto is the worst thing that you could think of because you still well you still need to verify the gold yes Okay, so it doesn't mean that, yeah, it doesn't, just because you have some crypto thing attached to it doesn't mean that you escape the fact that the gold itself needs to be verified, right? So, um, 
you can stop there pretty much. That's right? it. I mean, <laughs> it's an oxymoron. Yeah. Okay, so the great thing about Bitcoin is it's self-verifying. That's it right. verifies itself. Through you don't need a third party. Right. That's that's get the three, triple, you know, accounting, uh, triple entry accounting. Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's all it's all self-contained. It's like I don't need I don't need a third party. That's yeah. the beauty of it. So to right. say, I'm going to ignore the beauty of that, and instead I'm going to bring in this barbarous relic from 5,000 years ago that needs to be verified. Right. And so that doesn't make any sense, number one. Number two, it doesn't make the cryptography any better on the crypto side. No. It doesn't make the cryptography coin any more cryptographically better. No. It doesn't make the gold better. No. It doesn't help either side. No. It, it, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. There's okay. been like 10 or 15 yeah. Metals back coins, and the, I, so, every single uh, one said, "Hey, Max, yeah. you know, check it out. It's backed by gold." I'm like, "That's bad. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense." So yeah. then, so therefore, this was right for a problem from the get-go yeah. because it doesn't make any sense. Like right. I saw him last year at the Black Blockchain Summit right. at Howard University. He was there. I was there, mm -hmm. and part of my presentation was saying, uh, "Crypto back." Uh, gold-backed crypto doesn't make any sense, and you know I started getting some hostility from the audience because mm -hmm. they were there. Mm -hmm. so I was like, "Well, you know, that's my position. I've stated my position. I can't, you know, that's just the way I think about it. You know, we'll see what the market says." Right. So what are your so as far as you know, the SEC has come after uh, Reggie and Veritasium LLC. Um, what does this illustrate? For it really shows you what how the case or use case for Bitcoin is, mm -hmm. is, is really um, prevalent there because SEC can't come after anyone at Bitcoin, right? So kind of talk about how Bitcoin is unstoppable in that nature. They can come after it. They can, you know, stop some of the on-ramps and off-ramps, but they really can't stop Bitcoin. Right, even in the recent congressional testimony, one of the right. congressmen said that Bitcoin is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And there's a growing awareness amongst governments around the world that you can't stop Bitcoin distributed. There's no center. And um, it's unstoppable, it's unconfiscatable, censorship resistant. Everything mm -hmm. we've been saying for years is true. It's just taken a long time for people to understand it. The higher levels of government can't stop it. They can't do anything. To, I mean, even Ethereum, which is, is getting a lot of flack, it's kind of you know getting difficulty now um, finding a use case mm -hmm. and um, it is they say it's decentralized but it seems like it's it's not that decentralized right and uh, then you have a lot of clones of ethereum a lot of the guys who are in ethereum left ethereum to start ethereum like projects right but then uh, you know what's the use case of these things really so but anyway to answer your question so um, the SEC is um, got all the time in the world and they've got all the resources in the world right. and once they start pulling the threads you know they just go they just keep pulling and pulling and pulling yeah so um, I think in the, the business in 2017 you know it's, it's interesting because I've been actually in technology business for like 25 years and then mm -hmm. when I was working at Wall Street I was covering technology stocks okay you know we took I was on Wall Street when Microsoft went public, when Apple went public. So you understand the concept of SaaS, right? Software as a service, and that's not really what these types of tokens are. They're not software as a service. It's really money as a service, as you well, talk like about. Like I was right? saying, like so. Usually, 
technology companies, they create software and then they try to make money with that software mm-hmm. by selling that software, by licensing that software, mm-hmm. by jet, by powering an enterprise of some type. Right. But in the case of this business, the software is the money. Right. Then you try to find a business after you've created the money. Yeah. So this is where you see, you know, the exit scam. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the business, they're like, here's, here's you know, half a billion dollars. And then now and they're like, uh, well, well, we don't really need to figure out what business we're in anymore, do we? <laughs> right? Right, we're, right. We're, we're going to create a foundation. Right, yeah. And, and talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to create a hedge fund and buy gold. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's 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 been mm-hmm. like a very strange part. It's as strange as negative interest rates. You know, as yeah. negative interest Don't rates are completely yeah. an invalidation of everything anyone's ever learned in economics because mm-hmm. it says that time has no value at all. It's less than zero. Yeah. Everything in economics has like some quantum physics has, has like value. Your, your, your labor has value according to some theories. Time has value according to the dividend discount model. You value the value of a stock or a bond based on its stream of dividends or income over time. Right. And, you know, the interest rates, there's a yield curve based mm-hmm. on time. Mm-hmm. Short-term, medium-term, long-term, it's all based on time. And here, with a negative interest rate, you're saying that time doesn't matter anymore. It's, it, it's, it's worth less than time. We're going backwards in time. You know, is it Goldman Sachs trying to go back in time to steal from the past? I think so. You know, like what kind of crazy quantum, quantum physics, quantum physics. universe, parallel, cryptogenic <laughs> world are we living in? Right? So then you have this, you know, ICO business. It's like, we're going to create half a billion Oh wait, what business are we in? We don't know. We just yeah. well, we raised half a billion. So tell me about like your Bitcoin. Would you consider yourself a Bitcoin maximist? Yeah, because that's really the only place to be. And, you know, so what about the whole industry of blockchain? Not even just cryptocurrencies, but blockchain. What is you see a future with that? Well, it's software, isn't it? Yeah, it's called software. Okay, <laughs> it's called spreadsheet. <laughs> That's it. That's it, huh? Right. Okay. So, uh, blockchain without Bitcoin is uh, software. You know, it's a spreadsheet. Okay. But that doesn't mean anything. It's not, it, you know, there was, you know, started out as Bitcoin, then the banks decided they were going to rebrand it as blockchain, not Bitcoin. Then that didn't work. Now it's back to Bitcoin, not blockchain. Mm. And the Big B and Little B. Remember, remember that? Big B and Little B. Yeah. Uh, all, all these uh, projects are, um, like, I think that up until before 2016, you know, I've been in the Bitcoin since 2011, and I've been in technology since, 19, since you know, 30, depending on how you want to look at it. I mean, I started a technology company. I've invented technology. I've got patents on technology. I've sold Hollywood. my patents on my technology. Hollywood stock exchange. Right? I sold the virtual specialist technology to Canna Fitzgerald. They use it to trade derivatives all day. So it's, you're making a market in virtual securities with a virtual currency. And um, so I'm actually pretty familiar with technology, believe it Just or not. Just a little bit. Right. I mean, uh, so um, the, the this business is, is um, you know, it, it's at an interesting juncture where you're going to find now, you know, after the dot-com crashed, in mm-hmm. 2001, all those mom and pop shops went out of business, yeah. and then you had four or five majors. Amazon came out. Amazon, Google, Google then yeah. Facebook came a few, few years later. So this is what's happening now. You're going to have now the survivors will be four or five survivors, okay. and you know, two, two 2,500 coins will go to no go to go to, yeah. 
to zero, essentially. No liquidity at all. Or no liquidity. That's that's zero what I tell people. It won't go to zero. It's just you won't have anyone on the buying side, on the ass side, to sell it to. Right. So there'll just be no liquidity. So that that's that. So that that's where we're headed. And so um, any with with the Bitcoin though, I think that the, there is a message of of, of, of unconfiscated unconfiscatable individual sovereignty you know that that people need to get this message the the whole chase of uh, well, yeah, this is what I was gonna say before 2016 from 2011 to 2016 when the coins were created new coins it was assumed that they would all go to zero mm-hmm you know there was that always it went up and then crashed mm-hmm. it was like that was it then in 2017 for some reason for a year or so they had this life and they, the whole market cap went to 850 billion. Mm-hmm. Then they all started going back to zero. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, that's that's they're all we're back to the mean, the, right. the mean right. which is that they're all going to go to zero right. or be illiquid. Right. That 2017 period is never coming is the back. Anom- is the anomaly? It's the anomaly. It's never coming back. Just like 1999 in the dot com industry, right? It's never coming back. Right. Just like 1987 in the stock business when I was on Wall Street, that's never coming back. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just that was a that time. I tell people that all the time. Stop chasing 2017 highs. You're not going to get those. Right. You're right. Yeah. Not coming back. Even yeah. if Bitcoin goes, you know, it's got a fifty, sixty thousand coin, whatever. Stop taking these alt altcoins with them. No. There'll be a few interesting projects here and there, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be like this huge wave. Um, yeah. It's just not going to happen. I agree with you. It's just not going to happen. Well, there you have it, people. Max Kaiser here in Detroit, Crypto Blood. We're going to be. Uh, Hanging out tomorrow, Max Kaiser Bitcoin Rage Tour, Detroit. Hope to see you guys there. We're out of here. Holla.